This is Friday, July 15th. We're continuing to work through our study called Grace Under Pressure. Now, the middle weeks of our study aim to show us how to face our sin, how to confess, and how God delivers us. And today we pick up with the words of Psalm 6, right where we left off yesterday. This is Psalm 6, verse 5 through 7. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from my groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. This American Life, hosted by Ira Glass, featured a story some time ago about a girl named Sarah. Sarah grew up in a privileged home. There was an enormous family house. She had beautiful clothes. There were expensive cars and schools and country club memberships, everything that was a part of being wealthy. Everything in her life seemed perfect, but on the inside, her life lacked freedom and joy and relational health. When she'd hear her dad's Porsche rumble up the drive, she'd run to her room to avoid her father's terrible temper. The smallest thing seemed to push him over the edge. Then came the fateful day when her parents called a family meeting. The goal was to tell the children that their father had done something very wrong. Their lavish lifestyle had in part been funded by her father. He had been stealing money from a trust account of one of his disabled clients, and everything was going to change. They would lose the house, the cars, the country club membership, and the scandal it came out. It made the papers. Kids at school teased her for having a father who robbed the sick. But an amazing thing happened. In the death of security, identity, wealth, and status, a new man and a new family was born. The oldest daughter sent her dad a letter one day confessing her love for him. He was found on the floor in a fetal position, sobbing, I can't do this anymore. I've made all the wrong choices. Here's what Sarah said about her father. My dad was instantly better. He was happy. He chewed gum, which didn't happen before. And he wasn't such of a, a blank all the time. And mom, her transformation was amazing. She had this deep need to deep need to recognize need and suffering in other people. Wow. This is the kind of new freedom that comes with forgiveness. Our old life is shown for what it was, and a new life comes to be. This is a life we don't achieve. It is given as a gift of God's love for us. And this is when we are set on a completely new footing. Isn't it amazing that it happened to Sarah and her family when everything was lost, when everything fell apart? Now, it's this kind of new life that happened to the first people who saw Jesus and who received him. Their sins were forgiven. Now, I share this story today because sin is suffering. It's a kind of suffering. We hear this suffering in the groaning of David in this song, his nights are filled with tears. His pillow is drenched. His eyes fail. This is the suffering that our sin brings. 
But God uses this suffering to bring about our saving. We might wonder why David must tell us about this. Well, he must tell us because this is the journey we tread, we often have to tread, before we can be saved. It's not until we're hurting, until the flood of tears or the dread hits us, that we're open to the saving work of God in our lives. Sarah learned this with her family. God used the horrible thing to bring about a breakthrough and lead her family to a new life. And this is what happened to King David. He seemed to sail through military victories and he surfed a wave of what seemed like unending success all the way into the kingship. And he couldn't see his sin from there. But then he blew up his life. He found himself crying through sleepless nights, wondering how long he could live like that. The grave seemed to swallow him up. It's powerful to read his awareness of his own death before him. But it was here he cried out to God to be saved. It was here that David's life could be set on a new footing. You see, we've learned that there's a suffering that comes with sin, but God is determined to use that suffering to open our eyes to our need and ultimately to save us. And he does this because his way is love. It makes me wonder if anybody can really be saved without this sense of desperation and how every day we can continue to avail ourselves of the grace that is ours through Jesus. Would you pray together with me? Lord, we do know the pain of our sin. It's true. We do almost anything to deny it and to act like we're okay when we're not. But in the quiet moments of the night, we know. We know we need you and your steadfast love. So help us to rest in you, for we pray in your name. Amen.